one custom car care. All right, good morning and welcome. You've got Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. Miss Sarah, how's the world treating you this morning? It's well. How are you? Good. Um, Sarah, we got something new going on here. You definitely know more about this than I do. Um, I guess we're going to do kind of some Facebook Live stuff so people can be more a part of the show if they so choose to. Yeah, and it's a really good fit for us because every once in a while you'll talk about something crazy yeah. at the shop. Yep. And it's a really good way to visually show it because oftentimes you can explain it all day, <laughs> yeah. but it's one of those things that, like, hey, you know, visuals kind of help. It does. It, it really does. So you guys will get to see my Italian coming out. I like to talk with my hands. And, <laughs> I do too. And uh, I always enjoyed when I would come in on Saturdays when Kyle Wyatt would do All Out Law it was a whole different experience being able to be in the studio or see kind of what was going on. And so that kind of opens up some doors so people can kind of be a part of this show. Um, I always enjoyed that very much. I actually miss doing that quite often on Saturday. So uh, definitely have to put that on my to-do list, I suppose. So, Sure. Miss Sarah, <clears throat> we uh, are coming into summer, I guess, is what the biggest thing. How's your air conditioning working? It's good in all of the vehicles. Excellent. That's such a wonderful thing. Um, a lot of times we don't. Have you ever not had an? I think we did talk about this. Have you ever had a car that didn't have air conditioning? Yes, the Danger Ranger. The Danger Ranger. That's right. So you got the uh, two windows down, fifty-five mile an hour. Yeah, the the winds hitting yeah. my hair. How, how was it for the hair? Was oh, it, it was good? awful because it would become like all <laughs> knotted in one side, and God forbid I wear like lip gloss oh, or yeah lipstick. I'd yes. have it smeared on my face. Yeah, I hated taking the Danger Ranger <laughs> in the summer. Well, you have uh, definitely Ryan's got the the newer. Is it Colorado? Right? Is that mm -hmm. what he's got? So been a great rig for you guys, um, but out there. Uh, my air conditioning didn't work when I kicked it on first time. Uh -oh. Actually, it was even worse than that. I've got a, uh, a one-ton Chevy pickup, and we kicked it on. I'm driving along. Everything's going good. And it has dual climate control on it, and so the driver's side goes full heat. Ooh. I was like, man, this is not awesome. So I was having a little man temper tantrum in there. I'll, I'll be honest with everybody out there. Uh, but I was able to fix it on the side of the road. We were That's using good. it for a uh, trip. We were towing the camper. Um, so that was uh, definitely something that was like kind of unpleasant. But uh, I did a roadside fix on it. Got my air conditioning working again. Um, a little while later, it quit again. So a different problem. I was able to also fix that on the side of the road. But this is the time that you start finding. It's like when you go into the winter and you kick your furnace on and then you don't have heat. Right. So it's one of those deals that, you know, we're using a system that hasn't worked very much um, or we haven't utilized it. The AC system does run during defrost through the winter. And so if you get in a situation where you kick it on and it's not cooling, this is why I kind of bring this up. It's not cooling as good as it once did or, you know, last year it felt a little bit better. A lot of times those systems have issues. It's not always refrigerant related. They can be a little low and still operate. But the reason that I bring that up is I think it's really important that if it is low, the oil that lubricates and make that, makes that system work correctly is carried on the refrigerant. And there's some arguments here, but... That's basically just to break it down. So a lot of times the way folks find leaks is that they add a dye or some kind of tracer 
to the refrigerant and to the oil. And so as the refrigerant leaves, you see the dye. That's a very common practice in the automotive world of how to isolate, find, and repair a leak so you you know that you're going to keep the refrigerant inside the system. So if it's a little bit low on refrigerant and it's maybe not cooling quite as good as it once did, a lot of times it will starve that system over time of oil or lubricant and you will damage that system where if you would have been able to at least top off the system with uh, new refrigerant and some new lubrication to replace what you lost and then hopefully isolate, repair the leak and move forward so you're not having to work on this system all the time. That's why I bring that up. So if your AC system's working great, that's fantastic. But if it's not, don't ignore it. And goodness gracious, do not buy the refrigerant in the can. I really will probably bring some of that in um, just so I can do a little bit better job. Because every year I get people that go to the big box stores and they buy refrigerant in a can that says stop leak or it says sealer in there. That stuff absolutely ruins your AC system. That stop leak is not functional to be part of the system. Not only that is if you do that and it doesn't work, which it typically doesn't, and then you come into a repair facility such as A1 Custom Car Care, and I suck that into my machine, that has cost me at least two to $4,000 immediately because now that stop leak or sealer is in my machine and I know and see how it ruins and damages my machine, let alone how it ruins and damages your automobile. So that stuff is atrocious in my professional opinion. It absolutely is. So please don't do that. There's more often than not, we can do an AC check on it. Or if you've got a trusted facility, I don't care who does it. If you've got good people that check your system, they can top the system off isolate wherever the refrigerant went or find the bad component because it's not always low on refrigerant and you can move forward and have a good system and not damage components that are just fine. When stop leak or sealer gets into a system, it I cannot get it out. I basically have to unbolt all of the components for that AC system and throw them in the trash because that stop leak is stuck inside there. You can't flush it out. You can't evacuate it out. I mean, some of it does come out if it if it does happen and it's in my machine now. But there's still a significant amount of it left in there. So please, for the, the, the love of God, if you will, do not fall into that trap. Now, right now, the reason I'm harping on this so much is if you walk into a big box parts store, even a big box general store, they are showcasing this stuff like crazy. Some of them even say a money-back guarantee. And then you might get your 18 bucks or whatever it costs back, but the damage is going to be a liability to you. They are going to uh, basically say, sorry about your luck. We gave you your $18 back if you ever see that. And the you know high expensive repair, because AC work at a basic level is pretty reasonable. But if you talk about pulling the entire system off there and having to replace that, now you're talking about big dollars. And right now, I I can't be the only one paying attention to the uh, economics, I guess, if you will, of the world. Um, We want to give you value for your money. We want to be able to fix it correctly 
And cheap and correct is not always the same thing, by the way. Um, but we want to make sure that, you know, you are getting your car repaired. And I don't want to have to put a whole AC system on there. Uh, typically, that's not what's wrong with these systems. So, uh, Miss Sarah, that was quite a soapbox um, run there. How can they legally sell those? That is a good question. We probably should ask Kyle about that, honestly, be. Because it, it is atrocious. There has to be some kind of loophole or something. I'm sure they got a uh, some kind of a lawyer to write into the small print to where they're not liable for whatever's going on there. Um, but it absolutely, it's one of the most damaging things that I see occur time and time and time again. And it, abs- it, it just makes me mad. I was almost going to use some bad four-letter words there. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, I don't want you guys in that. I don't get any joy out of having to have that conversation with a customer and say, hey, you know, it was a small item. You had a leak, an O-ring, a, you know, seal, a line, you know, that's, hey, it's a couple hundred bucks. We'll get you fixed up. We'll get you back in the Coolsville. But instead, because they fell into the marketing side of it or, you know, and, and those cans, the design on those cans, it, it's very appealing. Even me knowing kind of what goes on with all that, it, uh, you know, it looks nice on the box and, what they write in their marketing, it's like, oh, why go to a mechanic? Let's just put this fix in a can in there. And honestly, if it worked, I'd flat tell you, I'd, I'd stock it by the cases because that would make my life a lot easier. Uh, some of the AC components are inside the dash of the vehicle, and that is a very difficult and time-consuming repair. But that is the way to do it. That's the way that works and is fixed. If the mechanic in a can worked, that'd be awesome, but it just doesn't. I've tried it personally, just so I'm, you know, putting my money where my mouth is. And I've seen it a billion times with uh, folks trying to DIY their own repair and believe the marketing that is complete. Uh, it's a farce, if you will. Um, but uh, just don't fall into that trap this year. And I know there's going to be some folks out there. And when I tell them what it takes to actually fix it, you know, very seldom, usually they get rid of the car. They don't. They don't keep it because it's a very large repair that could and should have been avoided. What are your thoughts over there, my soapbox rant, right out of the gate this morning for our show? Well, I'm glad that I knew this before I actually mm-hmm. purchased it. Thankfully, I've never had AC issues, yeah. and I'm glad that I am aware of this because Absolutely. if you aren't and you decide to just go to a big box part store and you go down the aisle and you see it, mm-hmm. you're thinking, okay, well, they sell it, so... Yeah. What could be the harm in it? Well, and a lot of times that stuff's right up front. Yeah. Like they, they, they know that this is the time of year for that. Mm-hmm. So they have it out on the end cap. They have it right by the front door. They have it by the cash register. And it's like, oh, you know, it's a little hot. You know, my system's not working like it's supposed to. And let's just top it off a little bit. It's super easy. Um, unfortunately, the super easy creates a big, big problem. So please... I don't want you all to be that way. So we are going to step into our first break. We're going to pick it up on the other side. Your complete car care solution, A1 Custom Car Care. All right, welcome back. we got Sarah Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. We're trying this uh, Facebook Live thing out, I suppose, this morning. But, Sarah, I, uh, I don't know if this is a confession to make or what, but I have been doing the books on tape thing for, like, years at this point. Welcome I really to enjoy the program. That. Yeah, I really enjoy that. But here's where the, the I don't know how to put it, but not that I don't listen to radio. Clearly, we're on radio. I listen to KSGF, KSGF quite often. Uh, among other radio stations that I flip through, 
Um, but I've been doing the books on tape thing for quite a few years. It's almost like I found my radio again in my truck. Does that make any sense? So I go through spurts where, so I'm always listening to something talk, mm-hmm. whether it's a yes. podcast or quite, KSGF. Yes. KSGF is like the only station I ever listened to mm-hmm. in my car. I even went as far because I do a lot of traveling down to Arkansas. We have some shops that I do some work at mm-hmm. down there as well. Um, I downloaded it on my phone. So I could stream through my phone, then to the radio, because once I get to about Cassville area, I lose KSGF. And so as I'm commuting, a lot of times I'm kind of trying to utilize that time and feed my mind a little bit. And so I can stream KSGF all the way down to Fayetteville. So, you know, in today's day and age, you can pretty much listen to KSGF anywhere. That's right. Speaking of that, we have a a dear friend, uh, he owned a business here in Springfield for a lot of years. Johnny, if you're out there listening, shout out to you. Um, he, at, at a different point, you know, once he sold his business, he was able to travel the country. And he told me the story that he was managing an RV park at one point in time. Mm-hmm. I think it was like out west somewhere. I'm not exactly sure. But he continued to stream KSGF on the Internet, and he would play it while he was outside doing whatever he was doing. And a lot of the other folks that were within earshot of him were like, hey, what is that radio station you're listening to? And so, like, he was able to introduce them to KSGF throughout, uh, you know, the Internet because you can listen to it anywhere now. So. Yeah, it's cool. So we have a huge following up in Wisconsin because, oh, you really? know, Nick was up there for a That's long time. right. Yes. But we also... So we are also on Spotify and iTunes, Mm -hmm. and so I'm able to see the analytics of where our Uh listeners are from. And, of course, we've got a lot in the Midwest and, of course, in Wisconsin. But one of our biggest listening areas is actually Germany and Japan. Oh, my goodness. And that's because there's military bases. Uh Aha. Yep. I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of neat. Have I ever told told you the story of how I met Nick? I don't think so. So I don't. I think he'll be fine with me telling the story. I, it was nothing like crazy. Um, I was a very young technician at that point in time when he came back from Milwaukee. I think is yes. the, the area he was in, and I and he can correct this if I'm telling it wrong. But I had no idea who Nick was at that point. Um, he was just another gentleman coming in and getting service done. I believe he had been at a couple other facilities unrelated to A One Custom Car Care. I happened to be the one to draw. Uh, the work order. And I think I fixed it for a few hundred bucks. And I'm not sure if he told me then or later, but he's like, hey, I'd been so-and-so. And and I don't know whether they had attempted to fix it or they shot him this crazy bid. Um, But the bottom line, what they wanted to do or tried to do didn't fix his car, which is why he ended up at A1 Custom there at uh, Fort and Sunshine. And I still remember this for whatever reason, even though, you know, I didn't realize who Nick was at that point in time. He was just getting started in this market. And so I fixed it for a few hundred bucks, and away he went. And then later, uh, you know, Kent was our controller for years, was a big, avid KSGF listener, really kind of identified with what Nick was doing. And then so we kind of got tied in with Nick and KSGF. And so he got to kind of experience, and and I did as well, you know, and one of my favorite things about Nick is no matter what the circumstances I've ever run into Nick, He's exactly the same all the time. Mm -hmm. It's not a show. It's not a front. It's not a character. And his, I think that's probably his magic power there is he's just a genuine, this is how I am. He is. 
And that's super, super cool. And the fact that I was able to kind of meet and get to know him just on general, you know, you know, terms, I guess, with no strings attached, I, I think that has really shown Nick kind of what A1 Custom is for all these years. And that's been a long time now. Nice. That's been a long, long yeah, time. Yeah, I think he's going on like 13 years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm getting so old. It does. <laughs> I just feel so old every day. Yes, I'm starting to feel that way, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a dear friend, Todd, always, he managed the Republic location. He said things start falling off after 30. That I'm was his. getting there. <laughs> that was his, his, like, tagline. And I thought when I was in my early or mid the late 20s when he was telling me that, which has been quite a few years ago, uh, I thought, nah, Todd, you're full of it. You know, I still feel good. And, uh. He was right. <laughs> he well, was I have right. osteoarthritis, and I'm not even 30, oh, so my, my I'm really falling apart. <laughs> well, we need to do our maintenance and take care of ourselves. That's The older I get, the more I realize, not just car-related, I talk about that all the time, but personal-related, whether it's mental, physical, and, and both affect each other. Uh, definitely something we all need to be a steward of, I suppose. That's right. You've got well, some articles. I do there. have some articles. So first things first, Kia and Hyundai, oh, you know, the TikTok thefts that have been going on. Crazy. So they are still rising despite efforts to stop really? them. Yes. So oh, nearly man. three months ago, Hyundai and Kia unveiled software that was designed to thwart an epidemic of thefts of their vehicles caused by a security flaw that was exposed on social media. Unbelievable. So far, it hasn't solved the problem. Wow. Across the country, thieves are still driving off with the vehicles at an alarming rate. Data from seven cities gathered by the Associated Press shows the number of Hyundai and Kia thefts are still growing despite the company's efforts to fix the glitch, which makes 8.3 million vehicles relatively easy targets for the thieves. 8.3, is that what you said? Yes, 8.3 million. million. That's like one on every block. Yeah, from Minneapolis, Cleveland, and St. Louis, New York, Seattle, Atlanta, and Grand Rapids, Michigan, police have reported substantial year-over-year year increases in Hyundai and Kia thefts reports through April. An eighth city, Denver, which was hit early by the outbreak of thefts, reported a 23% decline from 2022. But the level of thefts are still incredibly high. So this year, Minneapolis police have received a uh, report of 1,899 thefts, nearly 18 times the number for the same period of 2022. And then some U.S. cities have reported that 60% of more of their auto thefts are now Hyundai's or Kia's. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely unreal. Hyundai said that they expect to have contacted all of the affected vehicle owners by May 18th. Now, I know I have... I got a letter. I have two letters. I've got one coming. I use the informed delivery mm-hmm. with... Uh, the postal service, so I get to see what's coming to my mailbox. Ah, yeah, okay. that's re- kind of cool. It's really fancy, especially if you live in an area <laughs> where uh, sometimes you might have porch pirates yeah. or anything like that. So it's yep. it's nice. I like to know what's coming in yeah, my mail. Yeah, for sure. So I have one coming today. Okay, so get this. Even with a recall, not everyone takes an affected car to mm-hmm. a dealer to be fixed. So reports say that recall completion rates average only around 60% of mm-hmm. owners. Some of the vehicles, about 15% in Hyundai's case, can't be fixed with software, but both Hyundai and Kia say that they'll pay for anti-theft devices for those owners. Multiple cities 
including St. Louis, Cleveland, Milwaukee, and Seattle, have sued the automakers, accusing them of failing to install industry-standard anti-theft devices and placing an undue burden to the city services. So that's a little bit of what's going on in that front. So as you kind of go over that that story, and we've talked about this quite a bit, and just bear with me, I'm going to like connect the dots. They may be a little out there, but when I look at a lot of the... um, You know, we don't put in a lot of used engines or transmission, but sometimes there's a case that that's the option we go with. And I've got some great um, suppliers on that. But when I call for an engine for a Hyundai or Kia, they're double or triple what an engine is for every other vehicle out there if I'm looking for a used application. A lot of times there are not remanufactured or repower applications. But as you kind of talk through that, for some reason that just triggered in my mind, like they're like two thousand dollars more and that's not money that like i get to keep and i'm like hey i got all your cash over here it's not that at all i have to pay that out to get that engine to come to me and i'm wondering if that's where a lot of these folks are are stealing these vehicles for because you know the 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 law enforcement at least here in the midwest they do a great job Mm -hmm. i mean i could not be more pleased with you know how missouri and, and arkansas at least my experience with law enforcement there's some great officer. And if you're driving around a stolen vehicle, you're probably going to get busted. And so in my mind, I'm thinking like, what are they doing with all these stolen Hyundai and Kias? And they got to be parting them out is is what I'm thinking. I mean, that's at least where my mind is. And the the appeal is that the cost of the you know used parts are, make it worth their while for whatever reason. It just, it amazes me how hard people will work at, at getting out of work you know, if they would just go get a real job and contribute to society, they'd probably make a decent living. I mean, everybody's looking for good help at the moment. Not that people that are thieves are good help by any means. So uh, I didn't read this part of the article. Mm-hmm. I must have missed it when I was highlighting. Okay. So in Minneapolis and other cities, police say teenagers, some of them too young to have a driver's oh license, my. have exploited the vulnerability of the vehicles. Often they crash or they are involved in other crimes. Uh, ah, my goodness. So they're not even smart enough to part it out. They're, they just feed their dirtbag habit, apparently. So... If you have a Hyundai and Kia, I have actually one of each, um, be very proactive. But we're down at the bottom of the hour. We're going to step into a break. We'll be right back after this. Your complete car care solution. A1 Custom Car Care. Welcome back, Sarah Dustin. A1 Custom Car Care. Doing the Facebook Live thing. So I'd love to get your feedback in there. Do they, Can they message? or? Yeah, they can comment. Work? Yeah. So. I'd, uh, if you guys got something you guys want to talk about, let's talk about it. Now, we're typically a week behind, so bear with us a little bit here. Usually, we basically kind of have what we want to discuss, kind of current events that's going on in the uh, crazy wide world of automotive repair and just general discussions. Because I know for my experience, um, you know, I've been, a, been around the block a few times. The world is quite a bit different than it was when I was younger. You know, I feel like I can now say that, too. Mm -hmm. It is definitely not the same world that I grew up in. Part of the reason, and I'm going to make a confession here. I think I've made this confession before. When I was younger, I could not understand talk radio. Like, when, like, older people or people in my family or in my little world, I was like, how in the world can you listen to talk radio, you know? I totally get it now because I do not want to be ignorant. I want to be informed. I want to 
kind of know what's going on that way. You know, it's not like, oh, I just got my head in the sand. And then when something crazy happens, I'm shocked, right? You better be informed in today's day and age, I guess is where my mind finally landed. And that's really kind of what got me listening to talk radio. And as I was talking earlier on the show, that still really is how I consume a lot of my news content, information, um, and try and make use out of a lot of my commuter times. And so I, uh, I believe that's everybody that I meet at the shops and just in general public that listens to KSGF, they're always really well informed. And I, I gleam and it's a very easy communication path at that point in time, because a lot of times you're on the same page. It's a like-minded, um, experience. So I love that about KSGF listeners. That's one of my very favorite things when I run into folks or they're in the shop or, you know, sometimes they'll just hear my voice as I'm running through and talking about, hey, this car needs that, this car needs this, this is what I'm going to do here. And they're like, hey, I recognize that voice, even maybe they don't know the appearance or anything. I so. had that happen to me really? earlier this week. Yes. So I I wasn't going to bring this like and I, I won't bring it up too terribly much, sure. but I'm doing an endorsement with Avis, yeah. the car rental company. For sure. And they have this new program and it's called the long term rental mm-hmm. program. The reason I say I won't bring it up too much on this show is because one of the highlights of it is there's no cost for maintenance, mm-hmm. which is the exact opposite of what A1 Custom That's is. Right. But I know that your kind of uh, theology, if you will, mm-hmm. is if you you don't want to fix cars over and over and over again. You want to get people to yes. where they're going. So anyways, that is one of the reasons why the long-term rental program, it's kind of like a, a highlight for mm-hmm. some. So yeah. I was uh, switching out my vehicles. I was in a Kia Forte, and I really liked it because it was spacious. Uh-huh. And I went in, and there was a couple of people in there, and... I was asking for the gentleman that that was going to help me switch my vehicles out. And someone turned around and said, I know that voice. And I was like, whoa, that's cool. That is so cool. (laughs) I've been in radio for like, oh, gosh, like eight years, nine years, something like that. I'm starting to lose count. Yeah. So uh, it still blows my mind whenever people do that. Mm -hmm. And I don't I don't know why it does, but it's kind of cool. It is very neat. Yeah, it is extremely cool. And to know that, you know, people are out there and and they feel a part of the show as well. And that's, you know, really what this is about, you know, regardless of what it is, your your path, I guess um, it crosses a lot of different people. And the older I get, the more I am um, more appreciative and less tolerant uh, of one more appreciative of quality people and less tolerant of low quality people i know i know exactly what you mean uh, yeah and and the world is uh i don't know it's getting interesting out there i guess is the best way to put it it is getting interesting out there so as we kind of talk about that and i think that's kind of important part of the reason that we have such a philosophy and it's not that i'm anti get a new car i think we talk about that quite often um honestly i've had a lot of family members buy previous avis vehicles you oh, know because no at kidding. some point in time they sell those cars out you know you guys are actually neighbors we are neighbors we have done some business with them and the i years. when i was driving by i got stopped at the stoplight so mm-hmm. i was able to see a bunch of crew members working yeah, on the new what do you think about that well i saw the the little rendition yeah. and i thought well that's going to be really nice it and really I, is i saw them all working really hard out there so they're our, getting there so our crew that we've got the contractor the architect and you know, you look at a business, the the folks within the business are a reflection of the people running it. 
you know, I found that to be extremely true. Those guys are kicking butt out there. They are. Guys and gals, actually. There's been some some ladies out there getting things done, and they're they're working and getting it done. I, yeah, there's there's no uh, no lack of things to get done, and they're right in the middle of it That's over there. Awesome. So if you're driving through Springfield, and we've had a store at the corner of Fort and Sunshine, I'm going to say since probably the late 80s. I really should know exactly what date that was, but that was a little before my time, so give me a little slack there. Um, we have had that little four-base store there, and I managed it for better than probably seven, eight years. You know, and I've been with A1 since the early 2000s at this point. The fact that we are able to finally expand at that location you know, we've talked over the years about moving locations and whatnot, but everybody drives to that corner to see us. And I'll have to get you a rendition of that. Maybe we can put up so everybody can see online. We really need one. Um, but if you're driving, be safe. Um, but if you happen to see a lot going on there at the corner, it's the old Come and Go building. So Come and Go is now moved across the street. They would be on the northeast side. It's one of those giant Come and Goes. Which is great, by the way. I love come and go. Um, Got to get them tornadoes. That's right. <laughs> yes. I enjoy going in there because typically I'm in a bigger vehicle or in or pulling a trailer a lot of times. And I can usually get in and out of there to fuel because they have it set up pretty good. Now, what we have now or where our new location is going to be the old small come and go. The original, the OG, if you will. Um, so we are utilizing most of the building. We're adding seven bays onto that facility. So it'll be a 11 bay facility there. Um, we are going to be able to do ADOS, which is advanced driver assist systems. There's, I don't know of any other independent shop in Springfield that is able to do that at this point in time. Most of the dealers are able to do that. That is a mandatory tool or piece of equipment, if you will. But that will only do their car line most of the time. We will be able to do all makes, all models for advanced driver assist. So your blind spot monitoring, your adaptive cruise control, your backup radar system, um, your lane keep assist. Um, and as that system continues to grow, our equipment will do so as well. So having the ability to do that, tires and alignments that we typically don't do at that location and then uh, as we continue to grow, you guys will all get to see that. That is going to be a state-of-the-art facility. And, and really, that's so we can service the Springfield market more completely or effectively, if you will. So we're probably really about six months from opening that. That is so exciting. You see those folks out there working and kicking butt. Um, the building, uh, the, the materials are on their way. We've ordered all that. They're doing the concrete footer. And the infrastructure, sewer, water, et cetera, right now. And then uh, we will be able to, before the end of the year, probably early fall is when we're slated to get in there and get to being able to service more folks out there. You so, should do a remote out there. I would love to we do We should. That. It'll I, be fun. And I'm so excited to show that facility off as well. This is a like a private uh, little piece of information. But not only are we going to have the service bays in there, we are also going to have a in-house uh, roughly 30-person training facility mm. that will open up into two or, I'm sorry, into three service bays that our commitment that we've talked about, Sarah, you and I have for years about training and making sure that we are staying on the cutting edge of what's going on in the automotive world, we will be able to not only I will do some training and, and I have been doing some training in-house, 
I've got some other very talented people that we do training with as well. I will be able to bring trainers in-house to do and make sure that we are bringing not only ourselves up to speed, but as we reinvest into some of the tradesmen and tradeswomen coming into the industry, that we can control, I guess, the narrative, if you will, the information, and make sure that they are the right person taking care of these cars, taking care of the customers. And I could not be more excited about being able to control the quality of people that are coming to market and service all these cars. I'm excited for you. Uh, it looks amazing from the little mm-hmm. rendition that I saw. It, it is out there on the chain link fence, if you will. We had to put a little perimeter up to keep the keep the folks away while we're doing the work in there. Um, but it is absolutely going to be a beautiful facility. And, you know, when you, my thought about that whole thing is when you bring a car in, you know, the days of the $500 car are pretty much gone. And if you do buy a $500 car, it needs $18,000 worth of work. Um, And when you roll into our facility, you're bringing us typically your second or possibly your largest investment that you have that you also depend on to get to work, to school, to church, to the doctor, et cetera. You know, if it's a 50, 80, $70,000, whatever fill in the blank there, we better have a good facility to take care of you. And that's what this is about. That's why we're expanding and building to serve Springfield better. But we are going to step into one more break. We'll be right back after this. For complete car care solution, A1 Custom Car Care. Welcome back, Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. For everybody on Facebook Live, if you see me looking off screen, that's because Sarah and I sit across from each other. So it's not that I'm not paying attention to you all out there in uh, the old Facebook world, but... You know, sometimes, you know, just want to make sure you guys know kind of what's going on. Sarah, you had a kind of a, we were talking off break about uh, kind of something close to home. You had a friend or family that's having some car problems that yes. uh, you had kind of experienced years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had dealt with them, and but it wasn't necessarily like pleasant. It was kind of a big repair. Right. So I have talked about my Chevy Cruze quite mm-hmm. a bit, and we actually yep. have somebody here at the station. She drives a Chevy Sonic, and mm-hmm. I believe it was the same year or close mm-hmm. to mine. I had a 2014. So I'm going to assume hers was probably anywhere from that 2012 to 2015 range mm-hmm. for Sonics. Yep. And she was talking in the hallway. She was very upset because she was having car problems. Significant car problems. Yes. And she mentioned that her vehicle would just stop or it wants to shut off completely yeah. while driving. And I asked her, I said, well, how many miles do you have on it? And I believe she said like 130,000. Right. And I immediately knew what it probably was. Yeah. And I said, I think it might be your turbo mm-hmm. in your car. And I know that she's probably taken it to a shop by now. I saw her driving her husband's truck, which was kind of funny to see her get out of because (laughs) she's she's relatively short. Mm -hmm. Uh, Seeing her jump out of that big truck was kind of hilarious. That is a very common problem with a lot of of Chevys, especially in that era from that, like, what, 2010 to to now, maybe? Pretty much. They have adapted some of it. Um, And this is something that you know, because of the volume of what A1 Custom does, we see, and there are pattern failures out there. And so I don't want to just like make a blanket statement, but really it pretty much is. If you had a GM product after the bailout, the quality definitely suffered. And so the half-ton chassis and, and 
you know, your truck chassis, your truck SUVs, if you will, the larger ones based on half ton or bigger, those have done fairly okay. They're having some camshaft issues. They're having some lifter issues. But those are issues that are, you know, relatively reasonable to deal with. They're smaller chassis vehicles that, you know, they're they're smaller Cruise, Spark, Sonic, even the Buick platforms. Um, they have turbocharged a lot of these. And I'm not putting it all just on General Motors. A lot of this came from uh, the CAFE standards or the average fuel economy that the government said that the if you want to sell your vehicle here in the United States, you must get 40 miles a gallon by 2028 or whatever. Um, you all can look that up on the Internet. That's not the point of this discussion. The point of this discussion is is when somebody comes up and I get it on a daily basis, hey, what's a good car to buy? What's a good used car to buy? Really, there is there are answers to that. You need to be asking those questions before you acquire one of these vehicles is the biggest thing. I like driving Chevy Cruises, I'll be honest. They're pretty roomy, and I'm a pretty good-sized guy. They've got great performance. The fuel economy's not bad. Would you argue different? It was it was pretty good. The issue that I have with that is they put that same powertrain in most of their smaller vehicles, and they have had a plagued issue with the turbo, with oil leaks, with um, catalytic converter issues, and all of those items are expensive. They even got as bad that the oil leaks got so bad, instead of doing a recall to fix some of the oil leaks, they did a recall to cut a huge portion of the splash shield underneath the car so the oil would fall on the ground and not collect and catch fire. And so that's where I really kind of get hacked off at, you know, the manufacturers. And I could have this discussion with all makes or models, so don't think I'm just hating on GM. Um, So our mindset has been that, hey, when these cars come in, we have developed a complete repair on them. However, that complete repair has a time frame on it that it's going to last because we are able to order GM parts that have a shelf life or an expiration date or expiration miles. They're good for so many miles, and then we see similar issues arise again. So if you keep one of these vehicles long term, a lot of times you will have a large repair bill every so often, which this is basically how I wrap my mind around what a disposable vehicle is. Because typically, if I have a higher-end vehicle, it doesn't even have to be a truck. That's where my mind goes. But if you buy a higher-end vehicle, you're more apt to put a amount of money to keep that thing going. Well, when you buy a budget vehicle and you have you know several thousand dollars worth of repairs, a lot of times people won't or don't fix those. They drive it till the absolute end, and then they dispose of the vehicle, and then they just go get something different. Well, my problem is, is if you buy something else like that, then you got those problems again. And so be an informed consumer. That, I guess, is where I'm going with this. We were able to get your vehicle, uh, your cruise, and keep it on the road. So it can happen. And then you were able to get what I consider a fair trade. There was still value at the end of that rainbow, if you will, uh, to move you into another car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really where my mind's at. I said it's not worthless when it's time to get rid of that car there's still value there that you can roll into your next car yeah and 
another thing that I would like to mention is I went through that situation where I asked you, okay, what do I need to buy? Mm -hmm. And I think that you need to kind of have a mindset of what you're looking for, you know, because for me, it was I live out in the country, so I need something that has good fuel mileage. Uh I need something that's going to be capable for the winter. And I I want something that has a little bit more room for the little one. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of helped us narrow down, okay, this is what you can look for. And then we did the pre-purchase uh-huh. inspection because even if there is a certain make or model that you guys do recommend, yeah. not every single vehicle that is that make and model is going to be a good fit oh, for yeah. you to purchase. That Your guys' kind of walk through that process was very Typical mm-hmm. of what we see, we probably looked at, let's say, a half a dozen vehicles per se, and that may fluctuate up or down. I've had people go as far as up to like 10 vehicles that we looked at, um, and really we dodged a tremendous amount of bullets on those 10 vehicles. Now, by the time we got to one that were like stamp of approval, yep, we're good with that one, they're still driving it to this day, and that was years ago at this yeah, point. Yeah, and that's important to do, and don't get frustrated Because it can be frustrating because you have to take off work to go and look at a vehicle. You got to test drive it. You got to go through all these hoops and then you have to take it over to the shop. It is a process Mm -hmm. and it can be very frustrating. And so I firsthand know that. Mm -hmm. But I also know that some of the vehicles that I looked at, there was like ten to $15,000 worth of repairs that needed to be done. On beautiful vehicles. Yeah. And I mean, they looked brand new. And for you to be like, no. And I'd be like, why? What's wrong with you? Why? But uh, one of the great things about your guys' shops is not only do you send out those text alerts yep. where you get photos and videos. Yep. I am kind of a hands-on person. Yeah. I like to see what's Absolutely. going on. Uh, but you also were able to take me back mm-hmm. to the shop because there was a significant amount of damage yeah. to one that photos and videos wouldn't even do it justice. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice to be able to see that, you know, sometimes all of the, the shiny bells and whistles yeah. and the pretty paint on a vehicle, you sometimes have to look past that and make sure that there isn't something significant yeah. going on. Now, that wasn't just special treatment because Sarah's part of the, the show and the company. We do the text we can do video as well and counsel kind of through that. And there's a lot of times that, you know, people have a trusted car person in their family or in their circle. And so sometimes we'll communicate with them and they may not be here. And so we'll send that out and they can be a part of it as well. Um, now, we don't allow people to be in the shop while we're working, but we definitely allow and encourage, especially in this instance, that if we have something that we can make you a part of and, and you understand the vehicle the way we do, then we're all on the same page. Then we can make a game plan going forward. So what Sarah's kind of alluding to is, you know, honestly, when I walked out, it was a, a I say a compact truck or a midsize truck, probably. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's the truck. And you guys were so excited. And I felt like a complete crumb once I found a, you know, un, not unrepairable, but an unreasonable repair. It was like a $15,000 repair. Yeah. Not $1,500, $15,000. This was a uh, Toyota Tacoma, if I remember right. It mm-hmm. was a four-door, beautiful truck, had custom wheels on it, paint was good, interior was good. Um, took it and drove it, and it honestly drove very good. I'm like, yeah, they finally found a good one. I was excited. They were excited. We bring it in, and I get it up on the rack. And this truck had significant frame damage and that's a known issue with a lot of those and they had a recall the recall was expired and a large dealership in this area put it right back on the on 
right back out on their lot and sold it to somebody. Yep. After I told the salesperson yes. and they looked at it. Oh. They looked at it. Aha. Uh-huh. I was unaware of that actually until this point. You may yes. have told me that, but now I'm just finally getting it. Yeah. They looked at it. Yeah. And so I think we looked and that vehicle sold within a few days. Yeah. For like eighteen or 19000 And we also called actually, uh, Ryan, if I remember right, called the Toyota dealer to see if it was covered because I was aware of a recall that maybe, hey, this still might be a good truck if they'll put a frame in it for free. Um, but you guys avoided a sixteen or seventeen, fifteen thousand dollar bill. We are out of time. So if you're out there in Radio Land, you have a question or comment for us, you can text in on our text line four one seven four four seven five seven four three. Dustin, I hope you have a good rest of your weekend. Yes, you all be safe. Bye.